Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Brother and Sister Podcast. I am your host, Bug Flavor, and my co-host is Tressa Michener. Tressa Michener, and we have a very, very special guest in the house today, y'all. Um, I would like to introduce to the world Miss Marie Cruz. How you doing, Marie? I'm doing fantastic. Tressa didn't tell me that I had to dress up for it, so no makeup. You got the real me in my hoodie. It's all good. That's what we want. The real you. <laughs> right. That's right. We we it's want. An honor. It's, an honor. it's an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. And um, so, Tressa, you go ahead and um, go ahead and start it off there. Well, Marie, um, you're beautiful regardless, um, because God created you in his image, so we're not going to worry about the hoodie, but we're so happy to have you on the show, Marie, and we wanted to discuss um, today the topic of you being a single mom with 10 kids, Um, so can you tell us um, how you became a mom of 10 kids single? Well, obviously, I was married and recently had to flee from my husband. It's been a long road. We have endured 53 days of homelessness and other things along the way. It's a long story, but I realize now that it wasn't my fault and that it was because my husband is a sick man. He has his own emotional wounds that he didn't want to deal with. And I unfortunately hadn't dealt with wounds of my past. And I didn't realize what my beauty was, who I was, how I should be treated, how I should be respected. I just thought that because my husband was spreading God's word of mercy, that it was enough. But I didn't realize there was so much more to him than just his word. His actions did not back up his words. How long long was y'all married? 22 and a half years and counting until we get the divorce, but it's quite a battle because it was in Michigan and we're still struggling with it. Yeah. So Marie, how did you deal with the situation being homeless with the kids? Well, thank God we were able to live with family and then we lived in an Airbnb and then we lived with family again. And I got to the point where I decided that I had to speak to God and be very clear mm-hmm. about what and I said we cannot do this anymore the children are suffering I am suffering we need a home and wow. that very day when I said those words in that way we found someone who rented to us praise God yeah we were definitely praising God yes it was so so like how long like in your marriage like did you like see like little symptoms of things that like l- later on in life you realize I should have caught on to that or I should have I seen that coming or stuff like that did you see like the little signs that pop up here and there or oh, well, I guess the, <laughs> yes I guess the whole shame of all of it is that I saw it even when we were dating oh yeah and mm-hmm. I had many people say don't get married there's a lot that you don't, that he has a lot of baggage and you don't want to get into it. But I just saw the good, I I was listening to his words and he was spreading divine mercy. He was an on-air radio host like you. And I mean, how can you go wrong, right? Right. Right. Within our own relationship, I had been very innocent and I don't want to say too much. I don't know if my children will listen, but 
right. he brought about areas of shame. And since I'm Catholic, I, I thought, well, you know what? You got to get married because you made a mistake. And I didn't realize you do not have to get married right. because you're not even in the covenant yet. And you just, you have to go to God. You go to confession. We believe in confession with a priest. Right. And I was going but I, I don't think I had the strength. I didn't love myself enough. And maybe even in the back of my head, I thought maybe I won't get another chance at marriage because I didn't have a very high self-image at that point. So your self-esteem was low. You had yeah. shame. How did you come about dealing with the shame and the self-esteem? Um, I think once I was married, I just thought, you know what, I'm married, I'm in this, I'm going to stick through it. And I started having children right away. Within four months, I was pregnant. And then 13 and a half months after that, I had another one. And then they just kept coming. Right. And so I just buried myself, my children, and I was homeschooling. And I thought I was doing what was best. I was really trying to shield my children and my fam family from the dangers of the world with the internet and right. all those scary things that are out there. And true. my shielding of it was actually isolating me and allowing my husband and his abuse to just simmer. And we thought it was us when, I don't know if you know much about abuse, but when you're in abuse, an abusive relationship, the blame is always on other people. Right. So I thought it was me. I thought, you know, if I could just do one more thing right or something that eventually the spark that was in the beginning of our marriage would come back, but it only got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. That's yeah. All so, so when did you have the strength to, you know, I know you said he was like spreading the word and everything, but when did you have the strength to come to God yourself? So I always, I'm Catholic. I would, I was going to daily mass, even with all the children and I was praying, mm -hmm. but towards the end, because it's obviously a long story, if it's 22 years, yeah. I started praying two, three hours every morning because I just knew something had to change because by this point I had already been running away from him, hiding from him because it, it was a lots of different abuse. The verbal was horrible and I could never run far enough from it. Um, there was never per se, you know, punching or hitting like that, but there was physical abuse in its own way. Right. And right. other areas that I don't really want to mention if my children listen or others, but yes, it was, it was going down a dark hole. And so it got to a point where he almost did something tragic to one of my children and that day I said, kids were never going back. Right. And so we hid for four days in Michigan, and then we went to South Carolina. And like I said, by him being a radio host and all these different things, I know it was like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like, you just, you know, because that's the, that's the guy that ladies would want. And like, and then you get fooled and like, and all those years passed by. And I know that was some painful stuff, you know. Oh, yes. And he only actually worked for them for five because they saw through him right they picked up on it okay yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so marie i know when i when i first um met you we talked and you know i was just amazed at your story and and just your strength 
Um, but it was one thing that, that, that stayed in my heart that you had said, um, and it was, um, I, I can't even explain how I felt when you told me about it, but you were saying that when you left, the abuse was even worse, but it came from others when you got yourself out of that situation. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, people just don't understand it. So if they haven't lived it, they don't understand it. And they are doing things with good intentions, but they do not understand what you're going through. And they're trying to push you into making up your mind and how you're going to get better. How are you going to get food? How are you going to move on? And at first you don't even know, you don't have the answers. You don't have the answer to that yet. And and it's, and it's amazing that you said it because you're right. When you're coming out of these uh, dark places, no one has the answers and we don't even have the answers. But when we have that trust in God and we start moving forward, he lays that path and he start giving us the answers. Because I know now that you have a, a extreme heart to help moms and you're doing your own mission work and you're doing your own work, helping moms out. Tell us about what you're doing now for us, helping out moms and, and um, the work that you're doing. Okay. So after being a mom and living with shame and feeling not good enough, feeling like I had to control everything in my family and with my children and all of the self-worth, it was kind of, I, I'm kind of ashamed and saying my children started seeing things in that light and judging others and not knowing how to be themselves. And the blame was being cast on others instead of just saying, you know what, this is who I am. These are the mistakes I make and may have made, but this is who I am. I'm a loving mother. And so what I feel is so important to do after talking, I've talked to, I think at least a hundred moms at this point, cause I'm still early in my journey and they just, they need someone to be accountable to. Mm -hmm. So they know that what they really want for their children, a beautiful life and eventually eternity with God to save their souls, yeah. that it's not about controlling them. It's about giving them choices teaching them how to choose well so that they can make the right choice. And if they choose poorly, what do they do with the consequences? Instead of trying to shield them or hide them or make up for it or pay their way out of it, we need to teach them, you know, while they're in our house, this is what you do when you make this choice. And I'm going to be behind you, but I still have to follow through with the choice that you made. Yeah, that's that's amazing um, how you just put that. So I'm going to just go back and recap just a little bit so that the audience can understand what I'm hearing and making sure that I'm hearing it correct, that we're hearing everything correct. So the children started repeating this behavior that they had learned. So, yes. so it shows that our households, children are always watching and they create this uh, or they start repeating or the curse starts coming down on the children to start that same cycle again and so as the parent we need to try to figure out how to break it but what you're saying is we have to still allow them to live their own life and make the choices that they make but also let them have the consequences of those, cho those choices is that correct exactly and um, i really that I had to live. Mm -hmm. I had to choose to live and I had to show them how to live. Right. And people, so, need, to be, people need to be aware yeah. of like things like 
when they got to, you got to watch your behavior because your kids are watching. They really mimic you and they really like pick up on a lot of things. And they, if the dad said, "Hey, you this, you that," and they say, "No," the kids gonna be saying that. So parents, as parents, we got to kind of watch what we say because the kids really pick us up and really fast. And and if you don't want them to head that that direction, we need to lead by example. So that's that's a beautiful thing yeah. you're doing. If you're gonna say get off your phone, well, then we have to be off of our phones. Right. Not all right. we have to work, but That's... we have to show them. We have to show them how to play again. Right. We have to show them how to use the phone well. And a big thing is learning how to listen. Yes. Yes, that's big. Yeah. I didn't know how to listen. I thought, you know, I would just tell them everything and I wasn't listening to what they needed mm-hmm. and encouraging them where they were at. And so I realized I had to do that to myself as well, to encourage myself in order to encourage them and develop each of those relationships. So so what I'm hearing is you're that mom that took control, but what you did is you didn't try to control them. Yes. Yes. I let go. I gave that to God. Mm-hmm. Right. led by example and gave them choices and i said if you choose this this is what you get if you choose this this is what you choose and not worry what the world thinks because they'll say well what are you punishing them well i am when they make this choice they know what the consequence is for their action right so you're holding them accountable and responsible yeah. and and right. that's what we need to do it that's awesome and so my transformational message for moms and what I'm working on to help them with is I empower courageous moms to embrace their identity, to strengthen their relationships and create an orderly home. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Paul, did you, I know you was finna say something. Did you want to say something else, Marie? Um, I was, I was just admiring, just like I say, leading by example and just admiring the whole situation because uh, I'm very proud of you and just your story is very impactful and very incredible. Like I said, and kids, um, every day raising kids, it ain't a, it ain't an easy thing. And, you know, I just take my hat off to you. Cause that's a, yeah. Yeah, especially if you don't have a father figure, which a lot of children don't have. And sometimes they may have the father as a figure but he's not really showing up as a father because it's not enough to come home and watch TV and sit on the couch and just expect everyone to serve you. That's right. If I, if I'm just saying you won't, yeah. you won't be in control. And it's like, yeah. you, you've been done that way. So I'm going to show you the right way, but I ain't going to control you like that. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to lead you in the right way, but I'm not going to control you and try to hog all over you and like, rah, 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 like versus I'm going to talk to you and explain it why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. So that's beautiful. And then if I make a mistake, I go to them and I I tell them, you know what? I shouldn't have said it like that. I didn't listen well. I apologize. And I have 10 of you and it's one of me. So you have to respect me as well because I am going to feed off the way you talk to me. So I need you to speak kindly to me as well. Right. I went through this situation the other week where we was helping out this kid. Um, He was, he had a situation with school and his mom couldn't take him. So we was help taking him to school and whatnot. And by him, him and my youngest son was the same age and they go to school together and, you know, they best friends. And then all of a sudden he come in and he get around certain guys. It's like, he started calling my son names. And like, and so I confronted his parents about it. And his mom said, well, his dad talked like that. 
And like I said, mm-hmm. I was saying earlier how you were saying, like, because he was calling my son names, and I'm like, we don't do that here. And like, and I talked to his mom, she was like, well, his dad be talking like that because the names he was calling him, I told his mom, and his mom was like, his dad be talking like that to him. So that's probably why he said that. So I'm like, you know, I was that's why I was listening to what you said earlier, how what you say to kids that rub off on the kids. So yeah, definitely. Right. Women parents need to definitely be aware of what they say to the kids. Right. And kids need to be able to set up boundaries because we've shown them boundaries. Right. So if they're with a friend and they're talking like that, they have to be strong enough to say, I don't want to hear that. Right. Right. It's well, not an easy world though to be that kind of a leader. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely, we we are so proud of you, Marie, and the work that you're doing with moms and uh, trying to help children. How did, how did the children with having 10 kids in the home, how do they share mom? Well, it has to be something that you put on the calendar. Yeah. And that has been quite <laughs> a struggle. Yeah, it's hard because it, it means time. It means showing up, but, and I fail at it a lot and I tell them I'm sorry. But I just try to make little steps. You know, if we're in the car together, hey, this is our alone time if I wasn't able to schedule it. Right. But I'll tell them, going to the library tomorrow at this time. And they'll be laying in bed. I'm like, hey, I said we're going. Let's go. And right. and I think they're so happy that I show up because their father didn't honor any of those relationships. Wow. Not birthdays, not, yes. Wow. But there, there was a moment when I realized that I had to change. Mm-hmm. So I remember the morning I woke up and I was so excited to be awake and running downstairs because it was my birthday. And I was, I wanted, I was expecting, you know, breakfast, a clean kitchen and notes and balloons and flowers. And they had forgotten. Oh man. Oh, man. Yeah, they forgot my birthday. So I realized I'm doing so much that they don't see me anymore. Wow. Right. I wow. realize I have to teach them at whatever age the tasks they need to do, even if it's not the way I want it, even if it's not the way I want them to fold the clothes or cook or whatever. Right. right. They, I have to teach them because otherwise they're not honoring and respecting me because I'm everything to them. Yeah, I'm going through that situation myself, just as kids, you know, when you, if you fix yourself neat, clean up behind yourself and, you know, just, yes. just help. <laughs> Let's team up together at life to make it easier for everybody. Like everybody do their part. If you make a mess, clean it up, you know, just right. those certain things, all of it means a lot when you, just that little, the little things means a lot, you know, because they right. add up, you know, pick your, pick your clothes up off the floor, uh, take, take the trash out, you know, when you, and then the times you ain't got to say those things, oh, that means the world, oh, that was so sweet. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. And I think the only way we're going to get to that point where they do it without us saying it is if we honor the relationship. Yes. Show up, we listen, and we let them know, you know, it means a lot. And I noticed you did that. And if do it because I need your help. I can't do this without you. And that really does a lot. It doesn't get perfect. There's no perfect. Right. But it definitely helps. But the main thing I think is the most important thing in the entire world is telling them that you love them. Yes. Yes. That's the most important thing. Cause er, and, and when they tell you back, is 
it means the world to me because when somebody say they love it, that truly means it. It means a lot, you know. And that's and that's what help carries us carries us over, you know. It help it helps us out in life. So that's a big deal to me. Right. Well, I came through a whole. I I don't know what your age is, but there was a whole generation where kids, you know, you be quiet, and we're just gonna do our thing. You just stay in the corner. But that's not teaching them life. Right. They need to be heard. They need to be loved. They need to be touched and hugged and oh, that, yeah. just cherished and encouraged. And because I think we lose hope, especially nowadays, yeah. when you can just run and yeah. find some way to distract yourself. Because it is hard to step right. out and be different. And it's kind yeah. of scary. That's yeah. right. You know, it's not to say, hey, I want to help moms. And right. even though I want to help them, you have to go out of yourself. You have to you have to climb that mountain. That's right. Yes. You That's want right. a goal and you have to say, I want this goal. And it's going to happen just because Jesus said, but I have to show up and I have to do the work. Absolutely. Just in all of our relationships. Absolutely. And so, Marie, the kids are between the ages of what, 2 and 21? 4 yeah. and 21. 4 and yeah, 21. 4 and 20. Yes. So Okay, so that is, I, I just admire you because, oh man, <laughs> I, I just can't even imagine it. I mean, but, and you've gave a lot of wisdom just in this time frame that we have shared with you that you've allowed us to um, share, for you to share your story with us. Uh, we just appreciate the wisdom that you have given us. But I know that um, the work that you're doing now and you're willing to offer moms a one-on-one -on -one session with you um, and get started on a process with you. Go ahead and tell the moms um, that's listening out here uh, the session and everything that you offer them so that they can kind of get signed up with you to help them. Okay, so if you like what you hear and you think you might want to work with me, I'm giving out free strategy sessions to the first 10 moms who either contact me through you or they can go to my Facebook page, which is Marie Cruz, and it's spelled with a K-R-U-S-E. And they'll see my face on there and my mission. And that's the way to get to know. A strategy session just helps the person to know what, what is it that I'm feeling on my heart? Do I feel like I'm in a good place or do I want to get somewhere better as a mom? Do I want to live my motherhood with more purpose? and not let my children rule me. Mm. And so at strategy session, they decide if it's a good fit. If not, fine. Otherwise they come out with a great plan. That's great. So they leave a plan of knowing how to go forward to make the changes they would like in their life, to make them better mothers, better whatever, whatever they want to be in their relationships. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you hear Marie, she's giving away those free strategy sessions. Um, you can reach her on Facebook or you can go to um, podcastbrotherandsister at gmail.com. If you're trying to reach her and can't reach her, we will be able to connect back to her for you so that um, you can get set up with that free strategy session. And also I wanted to say that to the fathers out there in Marie's situation as well, we are absolutely sympathize with you as well because I've seen several fathers um, that's been the stand-up guy to take on the children when it's the mom in Marie, like in Marie's situation. So we want to honor you as well as honoring these mothers out here, the single and really trying to make a difference in the world with the children and the moms and the fathers. Yes. Right. 
because one strong mother and one strong father, father, you can change so many people in your circle. It's very important to be the light. There's a lot of dark, but you can be the light. You can be the light to other parents to give them courage. Even when you don't know that you're doing it, you give a lot of smile with your courage and encouragement and love. Like I said, do the right thing when no one's looking. Awesome. Yes, yes. People know. They see it. When when they're around you enough, they see it. They see your love. They see that you're trying not to gossip and slander people, but you're just showing up. You're loving. You're encouraging. That's what makes it. Yes. That's what makes the difference. So now let's, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. We got we're down to like a minute. Well, I just want to encourage all moms, wherever you're at in your life walk with how many children you have. I know sometimes it seems really busy, whether you're in the baby stages or the middle-aged stages and then the teenager stages, it all can seem hard and overwhelming. But if you walk with Jesus and you talk to him and you are very specific, he will enlighten you as a mother. He will guide you, but just show up, be a mom do not let the children break your boundaries. Right. And the key word was to be specific. Be specific. Yes. Yes. We are running out of time. We'd like to thank you so much. Ms. Marie Cruz has been awesome. And it's an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you so much. And to all the moms out there, we'd like to thank y'all and all the dads. Thank y'all. So another and thank you. Thank you for having me on here. This is a blessing yeah. and I will promote you and pray for you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. We appreciate it so much, so much, Marie, and we appreciate the prayers. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you.